is all about supporting promising innovations to help fight cancer. We align with independent artists from all over the world to help us get the word out. Join our movement at musicbeatscancer.org. We're back on the Ride 950 Lounge in the morning. Still joined by the best team in Radio. And we have a special guest. And this part of Nafi Lounge presented by the good people at Music Beats Cancer. Go to Music Beats Cancer's website to find out how you can get in a fight against this ugly disease we call cancer. Their website is www.musicbeatscancer.org. And today's guest that's also in that fight, and we're going to learn a lot about him because he is a very interesting person. He's hailing from the great state of Texas. He plays that guitar like you've never seen before, and he's here for a few minutes on Nafi Lounge. Welcome in his maiden voice, the super talented Mr. Mark Winters. Good morning, Mark. How are you today? Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, Eddie, man. Uh, great to be here this morning. Really, uh, really uh, re- excited to talk to you guys. We truly appreciate it. And like I just said in my opening soliloquy, you are from Texas. And every day say everything is bigger in Texas. So from a standpoint as a musician who's um, obviously with a lot of influences, talk about growing up in Texas and how that inspired your music you know, background. Because I doing some research on you, and you know, big uh, John Mayer fan, Tom Petty, classics and legend guys. Talk about how music inspired you growing up in Texas. Yeah, I'd say, uh, you know, music has always moved me, right? Every time I listen to something, the, the emotional vibe of the music uh, has really just resonated with just my soul and my being and my person. And it's just kind of uh, always been a part of my life. And uh, I've had uh, lots of great exposure to uh, classical music, to opera, to rock music, to country music, 
you know, R&B, rap, hip hop, all of it. I, I can find a vibe inside of, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. I find that musical vibe uh, and it really it really seeps into me when I'm listening to it. Um, and uh, I think, you know, growing up uh, in I went to high school in North Texas and got a chance to get exposed to a lot of uh, great artists there. Um, and uh, down here in Houston, uh, a lot of great uh, artists live. I just, I just saw John Mayer last night at the Sob Rock Tour. I'm, <laughs> I'm still uh, uh, geeking out about that. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but, yeah, it's always moved me uh, and, and taken me in, in, a, in an emotional direction. And it's been uh, a big part of my life. Yeah, definitely. And us being from the Northeast, we, we know Texas is big on football and big on church, football, and music. So while you're going through your adolescent years, you know, uh, junior high, high school, was uh, the music in you yet? Or was it a situation where it was just, you know, I just enjoy it for what it is. It has an effect on me. But did you foresee your future as an, as an artist back when you were um, in your um, youthful years? You know, I, I, uh, um, I don't think I, th- I saw myself as a musical artist. You know, one of the great joys in my life was, you know, my grandmother, uh, Dean Winters, my dad's mom, uh, when I was five, man, she, she, uh, she sat me down out in, uh, in Nederland, Texas. That's like on the eastern edge of Texas. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, in a, a field full of boys, right? I have all brothers and cousins who are brothers. And she sat me down. Uh, and she taught me how to write poetry when I was five. Wow. Um, and so, you know, to me, uh, kind of my joy of the arts and probably of words started early in my life with her. Mm-hmm. And my whole life, she was my pen pal and we would share poetry together. And, uh, you know, so, so to me, I, I, early on, you know, I also learned to paint and, and some other things from her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, the poetry really just stuck with me. And so as I... As I, I think about, you know, myself as an artist, I think early on I was expressing myself through poetry and I would write her poems and other people's poems. Uh, and so I think, you know, I had the, some of that mindset of an artist, but it really wasn't musically oriented at that time, right? Uh, I had married up the, the passion and joy of music and, and poetry uh, until, until later in my life. Um, but... Um, you know, definitely an artistic journey that kind of started early with, with Dean. And, and uh, I'm so thankful that you know, she was a part of my life to, to share that with me early on. Yeah, because I saw that also, too, that you were saying that you're big also into haikus. So now what was it about the haikus that you really enjoy? OK, so the other side of my personality, besides poetry and painting, um, is uh, I'm a bit of a math and science nerd. Right. I, I love math and science and I see you know, math in the world around us. And, um, you know, I probably uh, geek out a little bit too much on math sometimes. Uh, my <laughs> wife has to sort of, you know, tell me, okay, nerd alert, stop, stop, right? Uh, but the, jo- the joy of a haiku is I can express myself artistically uh, with words and I can put it in a structure. That's the haiku part, mm-hmm. five, seven, five meter, right? And, and that really just resonated with me as a way to, to, to process. I, I write haikus every day. That's kind of one of my morning routines. Uh, I've got you know, hundreds or thousands of them. Um, and it's kind of as I'm, as I'm waking up in the morning and sort of processing my day, right, before I watch anything, you know, on the 
you know, iPad or, you know, any other in- inputs. I'm just sort of greeting the morning and letting whatever's on my mind just sort of fall out. And mm-hmm. usually it's falling out in some kind of an emotion. And I try to capture that in a haiku for myself. And that really helps me sort of process, you know, where am I today? Right. Where's my mind? Where's my heart? And, and, and so, and I've got a nice structure to do it. So it doesn't turn into a 37 page uh, poem, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so any kind of the marriage of math and, and, and poetry is a haiku. Well, it sounds like you got a book coming out right there with a bunch of your haikus going to come out. Sound like it soon. He's a writer. I don't see why not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, I've got enough haikus for it. That's for sure. I, I probably could fill up a, a book or so. Yeah. Again, we're talking to Mark Winters, artist, writer extraordinaire, and this interview and this this part nine from last presented by the good people at Music Beats Cancer. Go to www.musicbeatscancer and find out how you can get in the fight against this ugly disease called cancer. Um, so as as we continue on, Mark, you, you know, obviously a lot of uh, inspiration from family, grandmother helping you with the poetry aspect. When did the music component start to take shape? Was it Obviously, I read that, you know, you picked up the guitar and this is this is a great story for anybody who's uh, trying to keep their marriage and love life together. You picked the guitar up the first with your wife on your anniversary and that kind of lit the match. Was it was that your first time ever doing it or was it something that you was prepping for and saying, I'm just going to debut it in front of people, in front of my wife? Please share that story. Oh, Kevin, that's a great, a great question. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very goal oriented person. And I have a list that I put together every year of things I'm going to do, right? So like my New Year's resolution list. And when, I, when it gets on the list, man, it's, it's getting done, right? And so I put, uh, in, in 2011, I put on my list, learn music, right? Learn to perform music. Um, and uncharacteristically, I found myself out in May, and I hadn't done it yet. And I'm like, usually like, I'm the guy getting it done, right? Uh, so I said, okay. Anniversary is coming up in July, brother. You're buying a guitar and you're going to play a song for your wife. You better just get busy, right? Wow. Uh, and I was like, okay. So I went down to my local guitar shop. There's a in South Houston. Uh, well, there's not very many of them anymore. You know, the local guitar shops are all kind of, or music shops are drying up, right? Mm. Uh, but uh, this guy, Steve, down at Smack Guitar in South Houston, I went in and I said, all right, man, uh, I need a guitar. And he said, well, you came to the right place, man. Come on in, right? Uh, he's a great local proprietor, great musician himself. And I said, uh, you know, I want to sing a song for my wife for our anniversary, um, and I need a guitar. And he said, okay, um, you want to play electric or acoustic? And I said, well, you know, I can't see myself hauling out, like, some Marshall stack to play a song for my <laughs> wife. That wasn't going to work. So let me have an acoustic. And he said, okay. Uh, and he took me over to the acoustic wall. I had these Takamini uh, acoustics, and he said, um, you know, here's a beginner, here's a little nicer beginner with a nice finish, you know, et cetera. And I said, okay, well, um, I probably would buy the beginner one, but I'll buy the one with a nicer finish, right? An extra hundred bucks. But you have to agree to teach me how to play this song and sing it for my wife. A little hustle there, a little hustle Uh, there, huh? Yeah, and he's like, (laughs) okay, have you played any music before? I said, no, I love music, but I've never played it. He said, have you sung before? I said, no, never sung before. So hold hold, hold that for a second. Yeah. Yeah. We got to take a break on that one. You're yeah. saying that you, New Year's resolution, I'm going to, this is on my bucket list. So obviously before this, you were not an artist. No. 
So this is something that really was kind of paved and just learning something, which is kind of your backdrop, your educational backdrop, some of your disciplines. And wow, continue the story. This, this is this is fantastic. This is legendary people. If you're listening, take notes. Mark spitting knowledge here. Hey, I don't know. I'd say, you know what? When you decide to do something, uh, for my, for me, it's like all in, right? Just jump in with both feet and just let's rock it out, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, so I talked to Steve and he said, okay, I'll, I'll do it. I'll teach you. Uh, and so I didn't want my wife to know. And so I would sneak off to get a lesson. Uh, and then I would come back and my wife's a nurse and she would go out to work. And uh, my daughter would sit down with me. And we had, we put a little mock dining room table up in the kitchen and like we were in the restaurant, and I would play it for my, my daughter. And, uh, she, you know, she was young, but, you know, she was really great. She would say, okay, I, I don't like this, Dad. I don't like that. Or, you know, so she would give me some <laughs> advice. It was, it was awesome. I found out that I couldn't remember the lyrics and the chords at the same time and deliver everything. So right. I made this giant anniversary card, like out of a big poster board. And I got my daughter to help me bling it out so it looked like a, uh, an anniversary card, but embedded inside it was all the chords and the lyrics for the song, mm. right? Uh, so fast forward, I rehearsed six weeks, got myself as ready as I could, went out to uh, this beautiful Italian, re- kind of a quaint Italian restaurant, 30 Tops. My wife and I had done our rehearsal dinner there. The owner was uh, this awesome Italian guy. When I called him and told him I was going to do it, he said, oh, that's so beautiful, right? You got to come and do it at my restaurant. So I, we... Uh, we, my wife and I came in, we were dressed up nice and we sat down at the table and I said, you know, Hey, sweetie, I forgot something in my car. Let me go out and get it. She said, okay. So I came back walking in with my guitar case and she's like, what is that? Uh, and I said, well, it's a guitar, babe. And she said, they're going to think you're bringing a gun or something in here in that case. Right. Like the mafia's going to take it in the Italian restaurant. I said, no, it's all good, man. I, I talked to the guy who owns it. We cleared it uh, earlier. Yeah, exactly. It's all planned. <laughs> And so uh, all, there was like, uh, I think there were five or six other tops that had people that were there. And so when I pulled my guitar out and I pulled the giant anniversary card out, um, the proprietor and all the, everybody kind of scooched in like a little crowd with my wife in the background. I can still see her and all the people behind her, right? And I played my music and I shared my heart with her. Uh, it's a story. Uh, it was a song from a band that we had listened to when we were out on our first date called Tesla. And the song's Mm. name is What You Give. And the premise of the song is, it's not what you got, it's what you give and the life that you live, right? right? And so that's kind of, that was the emotion. Uh, And man, I just fell in love. Well, I fell in love with my wife. I fell in love with her again. And the feeling of sharing my emotions through song was was this next level, right? I've shared poems and I've read them to people. And I got that connection. Lordy mercy, man. When I, when I sung a song, I was like, oh, I'm hooked. So from that moment, I was so hooked. I'm like, all right, I'm doing this. This is going to be who I am. And I'm on the road, brother. And so uh, Kevin, I just jumped right in with both feet right there. Yeah, it, sound, it, sounds like you, it sounds like you had a lot of um, happy tears and smiles from that whole experience as well. Because I can imagine that she was feeling very proud and, and very emotional at that moment, too. 
Yeah, she uh, she was. Uh, you know, she's prone, she's a nurse. She's got a big heart. She's prone to crying. She was crying. There was other people out there crying. Mm. Uh, they all the people who were in the restaurant signed our anniversary card. So oh, we have oh, wow. anniversary card. We got all these people who were cheering us on. It was it was. Mark Steve Harvey has nothing on you. <laughs> you need to write a book. I know you got line your plate, man. Listen, if any man was in there. <laughs> <laughs> that night, he had to up his game 25 to 30 percent out the uh, shoot. Bring it up, bring it up, bring up the house, brother. Yeah, no, I think exactly that. Oh my, uh, they probably said, What is this guy here? Like, you know, all you bought me was flowers, and this guy's singing, <laughs> bought the new guitar. Guitar's not easy to play. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't realize that, Kevin. Right? I just jumped in, man, and uh, just made the best of it. So, incredible, incredible story. Mark, I know your, your wife, I'm sure she realizes every day she's got a great man. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We'll talk about how you now, after this new revelation, a new town that you found for yourself, what you're doing with it, how you got started with Music Be Cancer, and the future for Mark Winters, the artist. We're going to take a quick break. It's Nafi Lounge. Come on back.
This is Nahia Lajoie. You are listening to 950 Lounge Radio, the best team in radio. We're back on the ride, 950 Lounge Food, joined by Mr. Mark Winters. And if you didn't get nothing from that story, you're not human. You're not alive. And this segment, again, is brought to you by the great people at Music Beats Cancer. Um, please join 950 and Mark in this fight against cancer, this deadly and ugly disease that we're all against. Go to www.musicbeatscancer.org. Find out how you can get in the fight and help support these great people doing great things using music and technology and medicine to come up with a cure for this ugly disease. So again, musicbeatscancer.org. Find out how you can get into the fight against cancer. Mark, um, obviously, from that revelation in the Italian restaurant in Houston. What was it Sugarland? What part of Houston were you in? What, what part of Houston? Uh, that was in actually downtown Sugarland. Or that was in downtown Houston where the, uh, it was called La Trattoria. That was the name of the restaurant. Right. Uh, unfortunately, they didn't survive COVID. Uh, uh, but I, I actually live in Sugarland. Yeah, Southwest Houston is Sugarland. Yeah, I know Sugarland. Very, very nice area. Love it. So when you left that restaurant that night with your wife, a new career was born. What was the first thing you did to say, you know what? Now that I got this, this dog in me that I didn't even know was there, what was the first step to do? Being a very intelligent individual that you are, what was the first step to take it to the next level? Uh, so, uh, so coming off the high of that, I'm like, okay, um, I need to learn some more songs, right? And so I had this one song. It was it. That was my repertoire. Uh, and so I, I, uh, I bought uh, some uh, songbooks and started trying to figure out how to, you know, play new songs. You know, the glory of our age right now, you're talking about technology, Kevin. Uh, you know, you can go on the internet and YouTube and you can find, you can learn anything you want, right? You want to mm-hmm. learn, you want to shoot a rocket, you want to play music, but it doesn't matter. You can do all that stuff and you can teach yourself. Uh, and so I started on the journey to, like, my second song was called uh, House of the Rising Sun, right? Because uh, I just love the arpeggiation and the riffs that are in the song. Um, and so, uh, I'm starting to learn that. And my wife has a Girl Scout troop. Nice. So I have my guitar sitting off to the side and the Girl Scout troop comes over to the house and, you know, girls are everywhere. And, uh, on the way out of the second meeting, after I had my guitar sitting there, one of the dads who picked up, uh, his daughter said, Hey, I see you got a guitar over there. Are you a musician? I said, well, <laughs> I'm on the journey, brother. Right. I'm learning. Uh, and he said, Oh, you know, I used to play music. Uh, back in the day, um, you know, I said, uh, well, that's really cool. If you want to come over and jam sometime, come on down, right? Um, and so he came the next, not that next time, but the time after that, and he brought his guitar, and he said, okay. We were sitting around. We may or may not have uh, been having a little sip of tequila. That could have been happening. Uh, <laughs> and he said, oh, what you got going on over there? And I said, okay, well, I'm learning this song 
House of the Rising Sun. Uh, and he said, okay, well, you know, show me what you got. And so I started playing it and, uh, you know, bless his heart. Uh, he sort of cringed through my version of, of uh, House of the Rising Sun. And uh, you know, he said, hey, you know, I think I used to play that song mm. back with my, my old band. And I was like, oh, you had a band? He said, yeah. And then he starts playing finger style. You'd think he was like this, you know, uh, Argentinian guitar master singing beautifully, right? And my mouth is just like, I'm just like, what? Carlos Santana-ish, huh? <laughs> what, what is going on here with this guy, right? Uh, his name is Manish, and he's an amazing uh, musician. Mm-hmm. And I said, man, that was amazing. I don't even know where to start. I said, you, anytime you want to come play with me, whatever your favorite tequila is, that's my house tequila. It's right here for you. Just keep on coming, right? <laughs> Uh, so anyway, so we started performing together and his comment to me at the beginning of us playing together was, you know, music is gregarious, right? You play it with other people. That's how you learn. That's how you vibe. That's how you really sink your teeth into it. Right. right. And, and become a part of it. And so, you know, he and I ended up forming a band. All, all I wanted to do at that point was, all right, I'm going to play one gig that, that got on my list, play one gig. Right. Uh, <laughs> so I got on the list. And next thing you know, uh, about six months or so of us playing together, we met another guy, and we got a little garage band together, and we played a gig. Uh, and it was glorious, and I really enjoyed that. Um, and I think sort of uh, you know, started me on a, a different journey. What I found was, as we were working on our set list, and I'm, I'm singing, I found I couldn't sing lyrics that I didn't agree with. Mm. And it was like, you know, wait, this is a great song. And I'm trying to, you know, the, the guitar's cool. The vibe of the song's cool. Everything's really cool. Right. But I can't say those words. Yeah. I, mean, I can't sing them, right? How am I going to, uh, you know, I'm going to say, hey, you know, I, I hate people. I'm going to sing that to Kevin. No, I'm not going to sing that to Kevin, right? I love the world, right? Give me that song. Right, and right. That started the little thing in my head flipping around, you know, I, I need to find better. I need to find songs that musically are cool and lyrically are cool. And that got, that's, that's when I really started on the journey of thinking about writing my own music. Yeah. Right. Wow. So it kind of reverts back to when you was writing poetry and it was things that you loved that mattered to Mark. So now you're now adding some melody and some music and mm-hmm. the same, the same philosophies in place. Yeah. hundred percent, Kevin. I, that's exactly right. I didn't, I didn't know about it at the time. I didn't think about that. Right. Right. Uh, but as I started writing my first uh, you know, music, my own, my own music, uh, I found uh, that the gift of poetry from my grandmother was a wonderful gift because it really allowed me to find expressive words. Right. What I didn't know is how the heck do you structure music to write it? I mean, I learned other people's songs, right. but I didn't have a classical music education. And so the next thing I did was I, I broke that down. I found some classes online. There's this really cool place called Udemy, U-D-E-M-Y. Mm-hmm. And you can learn anything there. It's a step up above YouTube. You pay for like whatever, nine bucks I paid for a college music education class. Wow. And I just sat through the curriculum myself. It was video-based and taught myself how to read and write music at a really rudimentary level. And then I, I did the same thing with Logic Pro and learned how to work a DAW uh, and that was the tapestry I needed then to put my music into a format that I could sort of then, you know, really right. start writing. 
Again, we're talking to Mark Winters and the phenomenal story of this this great artist, writer. Again, this this interview is presented by the great people at Music Beats Cancer. Go www.musicbeatscancer.org to find out how you can get in the fight against cancer. Um, Mark, you we we've just met, and I, I I'm sitting here. And I, you're somebody I could probably talk to all day. But from a standpoint, when it, when you it seems that when you get into something, right? When you find a passion or love. You go head first. You take the next T plunge. You you dive in. How is that work with your family? Again, you're still an aerospace engineer, which I think we didn't even mention. You're a professional. You have a, a, a family, you know, so there are other obligations. How now do you balance and, and kind of juggle that ball to keep everybody happy, but yet still be able to sink your teeth in this new love you got? Yeah, that's a, a great question. Um, I'm a highly energetic and highly uh, uh, assertive, I would call myself. My wife may be called me aggressive uh, when it comes to doing that kind of stuff. Um, and so what I found, and what I, I learned this from my wife, right? Uh, you know, uh, be honest, be clear, right? Share what's in your heart, uh, good or bad. Just keep that, that honesty. That's important. And so what I would say is, uh, you know, I had maybe some other hobbies that were not as conducive to family and, you know, being a part of everyone's life effectively. I, I used to play computer games and some other things, very isolationary, right? Right. So when I found music, right, it was a, a great way for me to be out and to do something that was inclusive of other people that everyone can understand. Uh, and so what I did was, I, you know, I, I told my wife, hey, uh, you know, here's my journey. Uh, and, and we, throughout our relationship, uh, you know, she's been a part of this decision of mine several times. So I did, uh, uh, you know, when I met her, I was an entrepreneur in the healthcare field. Uh, we had children. Uh, I didn't even think I was going to have children. I'd almost given up on finding a wife. And then here she comes into my life, um, really made me a better person. Uh, when we had our, our children, she had, uh, you know, uh, in the business side of the fence, I need someone in our group, our entrepreneurial group, needed to go and get a formal business education, right? Because none of us had it. We were all scientific people, um, and so I, it, my, my, my other partners were not going to do it. So I ended up deciding I'm going to go to MBA school, and I, I sat down with my wife and said, "Okay, uh, this is what we need. Um, are we in this together as a couple, or are we not? Right? Because and, and so when are we going to do it? Do we want to do it now, like this?" You know, before the kids are a certain age, because I want to coach sports for them, but after, whatever, when are we going to do it? And we just sat down and had that honest communication about it. And, you know, it became our thing, right? And she helped me get through that. Uh, so this, this musical journey, the same thing happened, Kevin. I sat down with her and said, okay, I'm really interested in this. Uh, you know, here's what I want to do with what at the time was my cover band, right? Yeah. And then when that when my when I really got the itch to do my thing, then I sat down with her and I said, "Okay, here's what I want to do in my professional music career." Uh, and she said, "Hey, aren't you going to retire or something? Or you know, you've done all those other kind of things?" I said, "You know, you know me, babe, right? I'm not the guy who's just going to sit around and do nothing." Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, you know, she's been behind me uh, 100% of the time, and and I'm really you know uh, I'm really appreciative that I have such a, a loving and supportive partner. A true life partner, yes, and yeah. definitely indeed. Um, so with that being said, Mark, I know in 2019 you had your debut album. Um, 
How, how talk about how that felt like you, you know, again, this odyssey, this, this was not like, you know, we, we talk to people all the time, especially, you know, through this partnership with music beats cancer. And we meet people like, Oh, when I was three years old, I was playing the piano and you know, I, I had dreams of being on stage. Here's a guy who's just in a, in a, having a, a great Italian meal, a little vino. And then all of a sudden he becomes an artist. So when you talk about that first album, Give me the feeling about you and your family, because obviously your wife's a, a major component. The family's involved. How did that feel when you was able to play on, put on a stream or link and say, hey, this is this is what daddy made. This is what, you know, uh, my husband made. How did they take it? Yeah. So, you know, uh, uh, I, I was so blessed to work in the creation of my album. So I, I put all the songs together and I found a producer who was amazing to work with. Um, and again, I use my wife's principle, you know, be honest, right. Uh, and clear I'm this new guy. Right. And I'm, I don't know much about stuff, but here's my music. Uh, and the producer really helped me understand, you know, what the professional creation of music is all about. Uh, and you know, he took what I'd done in pre-production and we, 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 we redid it for pre-production and we went out and had an amazing journey out in Nashville, uh, to create the album, just working with people, uh, who were so much better than me. The title for the album is called Slipstream, and it's got some math, and it's got also some, some philosophical elements to it. But the, ba- the basic premise of it is uh, when you're flying in a formation like birds or airplanes or bikes, the guy up front's working harder than everybody else and sort of drafting off of everyone else, right? Everyone else behind him is drafting. It's easier for them. I felt like I had so many great people out in front of me working with me that it just made it so much easier for me to create the music. Yeah. So uh, got that together. Um, I got a chance to play a, a wonderful album release show. My family and friends were all there. It was just a beautiful experience. My wife got to sit up front because three of the songs were about her. And I got to actually <laughs> right there in the middle of, you know, a hundred or so people yeah. deliver the songs to her. And uh, it was very emotional for me. Uh, I think my wife has been, supported you know the the uh, this the significant others of musicians uh they get abused a lot because they have to hear the same songs all all the time and you're rehearsing and whatever and she's just been a champ Uh, i think my kids were were so supportive as well my son sings and we sing together sometimes which is awesome Uh, my daughter and my son both have been super uh supportive uh i think when they introduce me to their friends, it's a bit awkward. It's like, okay, you know, their, their friends, dad's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm an accountant, right? Or, you know, I, I, you know, have a small business or whatever. You know, what does your dad do? Oh, he's a rock star or a musician or whatever. Right? How do you say that? Right? <laughs> it was all weird. You're, the cool, you're the cool dad, Mark. Yeah, you're the what? cool dad. Yeah. So they have a wonderful family. They've just been super supportive, uh, Kevin. And, and uh, I, you know, for me, I had to listen to my album probably for a week mm. on each of the platforms just to convince myself that it was actually there, right? I'm yeah. on Apple Music, right? What? Yeah. That's just, you know, I'm on Spotify, right? Here's my YouTube channel. I never had one of those. You know, what's up with that? So yeah. it's been so, a phenomenal experience. So how was that for you when you first had um, heard your songs on the radio and everything <clears throat> else? How was that for you? Uh, you know, I, I think uh, the first, well, it was amazing that it was there. Right. Um, and so that I was just, you know, in disbelief. Uh, and then you hear all the things, Eddie, that you you didn't do right. You're like, oh, you know, I wish uh-huh. I wish I could have fixed that part or this part <laughs> or the other part. You're like, oh, man, 
so, you know, that, that, uh, and I still have that. I listened to a song I, I made for my first album and, you know, there's like when I play them live now, I, I do them in a different way. Um, but, uh, I just feel incredibly blessed Eddie, that I, that it's there and, and that I'm having this journey. Right. And, and, you know, one of the, my motive for my music is, is to share the positive energy in my life, the way I see the world, the positives and the good in people, right? That's my motivation. And I, and I, I, I in my own mind, I said, okay, if I do this, like it's a hobby, then people aren't going to hear my message because it's going to be over mm-hmm. there and, and it's not going to be out in the world. So I did it in a professional mindset, uh, everything radio ready. Uh, when I'm out playing, I'm talking about the good things in life. I'm supporting charity sometimes when I'm doing shows. Uh, you know, I'm trying to, to live that life uh, of sharing the joy in the world. And so that's, to me, uh, I really feel that that's why I'm doing this and that's my journey. Mark, I'll say this before we take another break. This is what our world needs. Um, obviously, we're talking, we're meeting through Music Beats Camps, and we know that part. Our world is going through many issues. We don't have to name all them. We know what it is. And if we have people like yourself that just follow that, that simple mandate, it will be a better place. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. And we're going to dive into how we all came together through the people at Music Beats Cancer and the way you sink your teeth into things. I'm interested in hearing that story. We're going to take a quick break. Mark Winters, Nafi Lounge. Come on back. Any lingering doubt 
vibes from those around you Are you catching the meaning in your mind? Is it helping you live and smile? Or do you need to turn that dial? This is Triple OG. When I'm not out of town, in town, or around town, I'm chilling in with the best in the business, 950 Lounge on your radio. We're back on the ride, 950 Lounge, still joined by Mark Winters, artist, writer, innovator, entrepreneur, whatever you want to call him. Again, this interview is presented by the great people at Music Beats Cancer. Go to www.musicbeatscancer.org and find out how you can get in the fight against cancer. Mark, Obviously, um, that's how we've all linked up here today, um, Dr. Mona and that great team over there. How did you get involved with Music Beats Cancer? So, you know, I think, uh, you know, if you're religious, you know, you think, you know, the good Lord sort of put me on a path. If you're, you know, uh, just uh, emotional or if you believe in karma, whatever you whatever you believe in, uh, I think it sort of uh, was just this confluence for me. So uh, I mentioned early I was an entrepreneur in the healthcare space. Uh, I worked in a, uh, with a great group of people. We, we, we started a number of different companies, had the pleasure of selling them. Uh, I uh, am now, I volunteer my time on Mondays at an innovation center down in Houston. It's the biggest innovation center in the South. Um, they have uh, amazing programs. It's called the Texas Medical Center Innovations Institute. Hmm. And they have five or six different tracks. I've heard of that, yes. Yeah, three million square feet, et cetera. Um, and so I'm out coaching entrepreneurs, usually, uh, you know, startup founders or companies that are coming in from abroad. They go through these cohorts that are digital and device. And, um, and so I'm helping them either with their go-to-market strategy or I'm helping them with their pricing or sometimes I'm helping them with fundraise. And then, you know, next thing you know, uh, I get this note from Mona. Hey, we've got this thing to... to, to you know, support startups, uh, and, and we, we hear that you're an artist, right? Um, and I said, oh, by, and by the way, the other side of me is in this innovations area. And she's like, no way, right? And I said, yeah, if you couldn't pick something that it was the perfect bridge between the innovations world and my music project, I couldn't think of anything that would sort of combine the two of them like that. And so, uh, and then I have a personal note, you know, um, you know, I mentioned my grandmother, Dean, you know, early, uh, earlier in our discussion, uh, you know, she taught me to write poetry and, and appreciate the arts. And in her uh, late 50s, uh, she was diagnosed with lymphatic cancer. 
right? Uh, and she was a smoker. Um, and so, uh, uh, you know, she decided, okay, uh, I'm going to get chemotherapy treatment uh, and I'm going to stop smoking. I think she was like a pack a day smoker. So she was a pretty heavy smoker. Uh, so she stopped cold turkey, uh, went in and got some of these really cool, innovative new therapies that were out there. And uh, after two courses, uh, her cancer went into remission, which was very abnormal. Lymphatic cancer is usually a lot more aggressive and hard to get rid of. Uh, but for her, um, you, know, uh, you know, her cancer went into remission. And, uh, you know, I enjoyed her until she turned 100. Wow. Wow. Right. So she went Bob bless. an extra 40 years of her life beyond what anyone expected. And it was all because of the innovations in cancer research projects, exactly like the projects that Ma- that Mona uh, is representing at, Mu- at Music Beats Cancer. Uh, and so I couldn't have been more excited uh, when when Mona reached out to me uh, as an artist and share my story and my drive um, and my network. Right? I mean, this uh, you know her program is all about uh, how do we create awareness and how do we create funds for these early stage companies that I talk to, you know, every week uh, who are struggling mightily to find footing with their project. And, and a lot of times it's, it's money, right? Not a lot, uh, but money enough to sort of prove or disprove their concept. Uh, and so I've been uh, super excited to work with her and the cohort of other artists who are out there, um, you know, working, you know, in this cohort with me. It's been, it's been really amazing. Now for our audience, cause I know, um, I was going through the sites and everything else and going through all your music and everything else. I think the song that you picked for Music Beat Cancer was um, Signal, correct? Yeah. And I, I just wanted to know the people, how, how did you come up with the um, song Signal? Yeah, Signal. Um, okay, so I have a friend, uh, and I'm out to lunch with my friend, and I love this person, and we share a lot of the same views of the world. Um, but when I left that lunch, I was just worn out. This person just had this negative energy that they were dropping on me, and I was just worn out. I didn't recognize it, right? I mean, I love the person, and we talked about the things that we agreed on, but just the energy was just, right? And so a couple weeks later, I'm out with another friend of mine, uh, and, you know, the good Lord's blessed me with lots of wonderful friends. I'm out with another guy. We're hanging out, had a great time. Uh, when I leave, I'm just, I'm just lifted up, man. This guy is just so amazing, Right. I couldn't wait to have lunch with them again. Uh, I just felt so good. I was just, oh, man, it was just amazing. And I, I was at home, and I was sort of processing that the next morning in my little poetry session. I'm like, man, why am I feeling so good? And then my other friend, I'm saying, you know, you know, am I, you know, am I doing that to somebody else? Right? Am I putting energy out like that, uh, you know, and it's affecting somebody else? And if I am, man, am I doing it? Like, am I doing the good part, right? <laughs> am I like my friend B over here who's lifting me up and making me feel good? Or am I like friend A, like I'm just wearing everybody out, right? Um, and so uh, it really made me mindful of the energy that I'm taking in from other people and how it's affecting me and the energy that I'm putting out and how it's affecting other people. And uh, so Signal really is about the journey of awareness, right, and intent, right? Are you purposefully doing, you can, you know, if you want to be a negative person, you know, okay, 
be it on purpose, be honest with yourself, right? Um, you know, if you want to be positive, uh, you know, actions speak louder than words, man, live it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, that's what Signal's all about. And uh, it did start as a haiku and it became, it became a song. Yeah, because I was because I was listening to like I was listening to your music and everything else. And and just like how this listening to you speaking and all your story thing else is a lot of positive, a lot of good vibes. And you and you have a great aura about yourself that's just coming out and it comes out through your music. And I was just listening to that. I was listening to um also learning. I was also listening to your bodies of is a wonderland, also um boundary layer. But the one that really got me and I sat there and I listened to it a couple of times. Because I kept on saying, this reminds me of something. This reminds me of something was the life of three. And when I heard that one and I said, this reminds me of something from when I was growing up. And then it hit me finally. And I don't know if you remember this um, thing that used to come on back in the days called Schoolhouse Rock. Yeah. And it was a song in there called Three is the Magic Number. Uh, And, And I was like. That's what it reminds me of. So it just brought me back to a lot of good memories and a lot of stuff. And I want to thank you for that and everything else. Cause it does, it just, music does have a good effect like that on a lot of, on me and a couple of people that did hear it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Eddie. I think uh, that's a fun song. Uh, you know, I wrote that actually driving from LA down to San Diego. Uh, I was uh, out at a blues guitar workshop uh, in Ventura and uh, I was driving down South and I looked in my rear view mirror and I saw a couple in a minivan, right? And they were a stereotypical couple, right? Uh, you know, driving along, happy. In the back, you could see behind them, they had a car seat, right? And you could see their little baby in the car seat, happy fun. <laughs> I'm like looking in my rearview mirror. I could just see the picture right now, right? Little I'm like, hey, man, that's, that's pretty good. That takes me back, right? That takes me back to when my kid was in there, right? I wonder what else in the rearview mirror of my life, right? is you know, uh-huh. really something that I want to share with everybody else. And so Life of Three took on that form of you know, some of the things that, are, that have happened to me that hopefully have happened to other people that are just joyous and have made my life better. And that's the, the story behind that, Ed. Nice. Again, we're talking to Mark Winters, writer, artist, so many titles. Mark, this has been a great conversation, and we can't thank you for the time you've given us. When... When you look at what you've done, you've had a multitude of careers. You live like a million lives, right? Career-wise, family, just how things, just just your mindset and how you make it happen. If you can close your eyes for a minute and look over that little bubble over your head that we all get in those um those cartoons, what's the next step? Where do you want to take this music game to? What if you can say, hey, you know what? In the next thirty-six months, I want to be X. What would it be? Um. You know, Kevin, that's a, a great question. I think I ask myself that all the time. Uh, where am I going, right? Uh, you know, the, the near term, uh, I've got, uh, you know, two tours coming up. I've never been on a tour before. Uh, I'm doing them as a singer-songwriter um, and uh, running out to uh, Oklahoma and back in June. And then I'm running out to Tampa and back in August and just sort of getting out and sharing my music in a live setting to me, is a very important part of the puzzle. Now, I've shared that mission with my wife, and, you know, she said, okay, uh, you know, we, we have family things to travel. We have travel. We have, you know, we have our own family life, right? So you need to keep your, you know, music in its place, you know, along your journey, which I completely agree with, right, because you can't neglect the other areas of your life. And so uh, I think, uh, you know, these tour runs that are defined, 
and clear and allow me to do some of the other things in my life I think are, are important. Um, you know, as I, as I advance, I've, had, I've get, gotten the privilege to play with some really amazing artists here locally. I have a four-piece band. Um, mm. And so I'm really looking forward to continuing to gel with these guys, uh, you know, uh, Lewis um, and, and Josh and Kevin. They are just amazing people. Uh, I learn from them every day when I'm playing with them. Uh, and so I really want to, you know, continue to develop our acts, maybe get an opening act for some of the, the artists that I admire um, as they come through Houston and maybe do some regional, regional touring. Um, in the next three years, Kevin, my, one of my goals is I want to play. There's a, a nice venue in southwest Houston called Smart Financial Center. And uh, it's not a huge venue. I think it's maybe uh, between you know, somewhere around 2,000 seats or something like that. Uh, but I, I'd love to play a show in my hometown whether I'm opening for somebody or whether it's my show, doesn't matter. Uh, I'd love to play a show there uh, just to share the message of my music out with my community. I think that's, uh, uh, that to me, that just feels like it would be uh, uh, very fulfilling to be up and, and sharing in that way. Uh, so uh, that's a bit of my journey. Well, Mark, I wouldn't bet against you. You're going to probably do it very soon. You'll probably beat that time. But again, we can't thank you enough. Mark Winters, ladies and gentlemen. Again, this interview is brought to you by the great people at Music Beats Cancer. Mark, where can people reach out to you, find more information about your music, get to learn your story, or even book you for gigs because you're, you're uh, open for business? There you go. Don't you know? Uh, uh, <laughs> www.markwintersmusic.com is my website. Uh, really links from there to everything, whether it's my music or videos or my YouTube channel. Uh, if, you're, if you're into streaming, uh, you can find my, my work on Apple Music, on Spotify, uh, on Deezer. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. Uh, you can find it on Amazon Music. Um, you know, if you uh, uh, like watching videos, you can find my music uh, on my YouTube channel. Uh, if you like live streaming, I just started a live streaming uh, channel over on Twitch TV. Um, oh, so you can find me over there, Mark Winters Music, as well. Uh, and I'm learning, uh, learning the whole online streaming environment. Uh, and of course, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, at Mark Winters Music uh, as well, or uh, or Facebook or TikTok. Uh, got a new TikTok out too. So there you go. Mark, thank you so much for your time. You are the real American dream. If you just put it out there, you can't lose. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Winters. Hey, thanks so much for tuning into the best team in Radio Day, Nafi Lounge. Again, every day, catch this show on your various networks, wherever you're going to catch it at. But again, thank you for your time. As I always say, it's our house, but you always got a seat. Peace and God bless. See you tomorrow.